Welcome to Saturday Night Sega. My name is Gavi, and we are live. I say we. It's just me this week. I'm a Todd. Um, Mina's been out pretty much all day today. Um, she started off doing a park run 
at uh, nine o'clock this morning, which is always lovely. Um, then she went out with my sister to go wedding dress shopping. Um, then she came back home and then we had some food and she's gone out for the evening um, uh, enjoying the wonderful nightlife that only Grantham can offer with, you know, best friends who love each other when they go out. Um, but are generally fighting in the streets about 20 minutes once they've got it after they've got into town. Um, and uh, 12 year olds who can't handle their drink because I can get, I can do it, I can, I can do it, I can, I can. Anyway, I'm probably describing pretty much every town and city in the known universe. Um, but that's why I'm on my own this evening. Um, the laptop's wearing away to itself for something or other. I've no idea what it's doing. So, eh. We're broadcasting right now, and that's the main thing. Um, we started the show with Studiopolis Zone Act 1, because I have stolen uh, artwork from Studiopolis Zone for the new Saturday Night Sega logo. Hooray! If you want to see teasers of it, you can go to Twitter, at SNS underscore RS. You can see it on there in the header and the avatar, which is, for the first time ever, matching, whereas before it was the very, very first original Saturday Night Sega logo, and then the one I used for Season 3. So, uh, rest in peace, Seasons 1 and 3 logos. You are now forever gone, and no one will ever remember your names. Um, or you can go on Discord, because I've, I've changed my avatar. Uh, my, my name is Gavi on Discord, obviously. And um, if, you, uh, if you look at it, it is no longer a picture of my face. Um, from like two years ago, it's now a picture of the Saturday Night Sega artwork from like half an hour ago. Um, BlastGamer98 says that I have basically described Swindon in a nutshell and II1980, who's hashtag Team Blue. Oh, this is to do with the Dreamcast swells. Um, I, I, I was doing you know, for a minute, then I was like, uh, okay, then. Me, I'm um, Team Red, Orange, whatever the American one was. Apparently, they're saying it's not red, so Team Burnt, Orange. I don't know. I like the blue. I like the blue, but the red just seems to go better with the logo. Um, it made me really happy uh, that uh, the insert coin. Um, when I bought a Dreamcast bag from them, they accidentally sent me the wrong coloured swirl uh, because when they did their Dreamcast bags. Um, they were supposed to be in, uh, they were all region specific. So if you bought one from Japan, you were getting one of the Japanese low, um, colored ones. If you were going from the Americas, you'd get one of the American colored ones. And if you're ordering from England or from Europe, you'd get the European one. Obviously, reason why Europe, uh, didn't itself get uh, an orange one is because Sega were quite afraid they'd get sued by a German company that had a very similar colored swirl as their logo which is um, why they uh, changed it, just changed the colour to blue. Um, but yeah, Insert Coin sent me one of the American ones, and I was just like, yay, I've been sent an American one! And they were like, um, yeah, could you could you send that? You know, if, if you want to change it, you know, you can you can change it for a blue one. And um, I... I uh, <laughs> I sent them a message back going, uh, no, I've always preferred the American logo to the British one anyway. You are not getting the red bag back. Oh yeah, Viper says my bag is orange as well. How odd. Yeah, Insert Coin, I think, really lost their shit a little bit about it. And they were like, no, 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 no. We must send you a blue one because we shouldn't be sending the orange ones out in England. And I was like, ah, well, never mind. <laughs> and therein ends that story. 
Um, anyway, uh, I, I says live. Yay. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited too. Don't worry. Um, I mean, we could have had a live show last week, but, you know, there was, um, there was reasons. So, you know, we're not going to go into those again because we went through it all last week. And, um, that's it. Green Viper says they used to provide us with orange ones for Winterfest as well. Well, I suppose in that instance, it kind of makes sense because, you know, they'd be sending, um, we could potentially be sending bags into the America lands. So, um, I'm just on my phone, I'm just loading up Sega Europe's Twitter account because then we can do a news rundown. And as this is not pre-recorded, we can actually be a bit slower about it as well this week. Uh, six, six, six. Right. Yeah, okay. So, what I'm also going to want to do is, because it's just me, um, as I uh, as I tweeted, um, I, after the show last week, after I pre-recorded it, um, to help take my mind off of things, because I was in a relatively low place at the time, I went on a gander of uh, Dwelling of Jewels, which is something that I said... I was going to do um, a few weeks back and I have found some lovely lovely remixes um, a couple that obviously I can't play I've, I've, I wrote on the tweet that there's 22 um, there's a couple of them that I can't play because they're not um, Sonic but eh We'll, um, we'll play some anyway. Um, <laughs> Rafsi says leftovers. Possibly, but I, I pre-ordered one of the, um, I pre-ordered one of the Dreamcast bags, so mine was not a leftover, mine was done on purpose. Um, so yeah, so we've got lovely 22 remixes that I would like to play. Um... I'm going to go through them in order in in how I've got them on my uh, on my laptop because otherwise trying to trying to play them in any other way or in any other order is is going to be relatively difficult and if I do run out of um, run out of the re- Sonic re- oh no, Sonic remixes that's wrong um, if I do run out of remixes. Then we'll play the ones that I've uh, that I've added in that aren't that are not Sega. Sega. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Wicked. Problem is, is I've got to keep. There's so many tracks that've got like the same names to their original sources. It's um, it's like right. Got to check to make sure. I'm um, I'm playing the right songs. So, yeah, we started the show, obviously, as I say, with Studiopolis Zone Act 1, and then we played Born to be Wild from Black Panther 2, Yakuza Chapter, Ashura. I really want to play the Black Panther games. I mean, I wouldn't understand a bloody word of them, but maybe I should check on, like, eBay one day to see if they're importable. Because um, they, they both came out on the PSP, which, and obviously PSP being a joyful Region 3 console, as long as you were playing games and not movies, um, they, they'd certainly work. I mean, whether I'd understand a, a word of it, or maybe I wouldn't need to. Maybe uh, I hope that they just patched in like massive giant arrows in, and uh, and you could kind of 
just blah your way through it. Um, so I'm going to play some. I'm going to play some remixes. I might actually have a look at eBay for Yaku Black Panther stuff while I'm at it. Although I'm going to need to write Yakuza in as well, because if I just write Black Panther, it's going to give me shit tons of Marvel. When we come back, we will talk about the news of the week. A little bit. So, you know, we're going to be going in week order. So if anyone does want to talk about it, we're going to be starting off with the fact that on Monday, it was 20 years since the Dreamcast came out on... Um, uh, in North America. I was going to say on the Mega Drive then. The Dreamcast came out on the Mega Drive. Yes, that makes sense, Gav. Well done. Um, yeah, since, since the Dreamcast came out in North America. Ironically, um, when it hits the 14th of October, which I believe is the European release date, that is also a Monday. Hmm. Funny how that works. But yeah, 14, 10, 19 kind of doesn't have the same ring of it as 9, 9, 19 did. But hey ho. So we'll talk. Have a, we'll have a little bit of chat about that because I, I don't really think Sega have announced an awful lot else this week. So we'll probably have a good old gander about the um, about the Dreamcast. So I tell you what, if you're listening in, if you've ever owned a Dreamcast at any point in its life cycle, if you bought one from launch, wicked. But um, let's uh, let's play this game. Um, first game you played on it, and I'm. I'm fully expecting a majority, a vast majority of you, to say um, Sonic Adventure. But, just so we can have a little bit of discussion, um, the first game that you've ever played on the Dreamcast, and I'll tell you, I'm going to try and really, really think about uh, what mine was, but I don't, and even now, to this day, have never owned Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 on the Dreamcast. I've got them both on. Um, I've got them both on 360, uh, Xbox 360. I've got them both on the GameCube via Sonic Adventure DX and Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. And I think I've also got them on Steam, but I have never owned them on um, on the Dreamcast. And I, I probably should rectify that. It, it seems really weird that I own, you know, Sonic's first two 3D adventure games on pretty much every console, but the one that they were originally released on. So. In the meantime, here's some remixes, and speaking of Sonic Adventure, this first one is from Sonic Adventure. I absolutely adore the track name. So if, you, if this is one of the things where you don't, you know, if you're one of these people who listens to the show but you never really check the metadata, um, just trust me, you want to be checking the metadata for this next track. You are going to piss yourselves. In a bit.
is one hell of a cold closing of that track. I, I, I suppose it's supposed to um, fade out, but it didn't in that instance. Um, <clears throat> that was Sigma Beta and Beyond the Galaxy. Uh, before that, the Super Soul Brothers and Prince of Darkness and Mushrooms and Knuckles. There's quite a bit of Prince of Darkness on today. He's one of my favourite Dwelling the uh, Jewels remixes. Because um, he's just so mental. Um, and then before that, Cursed Lemon and Just Fucking Take the Lure. A lovely, um, a lovely name for a, uh, for a remix. It's brilliant. I don't, I don't think you'd see that on Overclocked. I think they'd probably ask him to rename it. But, you know, it's very appropriate because it's Bigs, Bigs Fishing. And someone, everyone at some point or another has um, uttered those immortal words when playing the Big the Cat story mode on Sonic Adventure. And I would imagine for 95% of this, of, of our generation, fucking probably was their very first swear word because of Sonic Adventure. Um, right, so we have been nattering about Dreamcast games in the Discord. So before the music break, we asked, uh, or I asked, what the first... Um, Dreamcast game you ever played was now for me I actually genuinely can't remember because I got a couple of games with mine now and, and funnily enough none of them were Sega games um, I believe I, I had WWF Attitude uh, Shadow Man um, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver they're the three that I remember but I'm, I'm fairly sure I got five um, unfortunately, I don't have my Dreamcast games on me, otherwise I'd be able to, to check. And I'm not running around Dad's house saying, Hang on, sorry, wait, bear a moment. I'm, uh, I'm currently doing a broadcast, but I'm, I, I can't remember what Dreamcast games I got when, I, when you bought me my console. Um, I know I haven't got rid of any Dream, Dreamcast games, so I know whichever one it is that I did end up playing. I, I know I owned it, um, or I, I still own it. I just, for the life of me, can't remember what it was. I have a feeling... It was um, Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver. Funnily enough, I've owned Shadow Man for, for quite a few years, and I've never finished it. Never completed it. Um, it's one of those now that, because I'm a little bit older and probably a little bit of a better gamer, maybe, maybe I should pick it up. Um, I believe I bought Shadow Man 2 on PS2. Never played it, because obviously didn't finish the first one. But um, but yeah, I really enjoyed Shadow Man. It's, it's a proper good game. Um... Well, for its time. I mean, it's probably aged really, really badly now. But, um, but yeah. Um, Ravseek on Discord said that his first uh, first game he played was Soul Calibur. Um, Choo Choo Rocket was bundled in with the Dreamcast, bought a discounted Soul Calibur at the store, and went straight for the fighter. Or fighter! Soul Calibur is a good game. Uh, graphically, I think that holds up really well as well. Um, very, very pretty. Dead or Alive 2 as well. Um, graphically was superior to the PS2 version. Um, but again, pretty good fighting game. Good music as well. Good music. Um, totally didn't put my age, set my age to 99 in the options me menu though. Not at all. No, no, no. Uh, Green Viper 8 said Sega Rally 2. Another good game, actually. Sega Ra um, I prefer Sega Rally 2 to the Saturn version. Do, do like that. Um... II1980 says Choo Choo Rocket, but then he was talking about news, so I don't think he's talking about first game. First game he played was Evolution, which... Evolution was alright. It's an RPG, the music was pretty bleh. Um, but it seems to have got a bit of a fan following, because, you know, just go on eBay and have a look at how much um, copies of Evolution uh, are worth. 
Better yet, have a look on eBay of how much copies of Evolution 2 are worth. You'll um, you'll cry. Uh, I I'd never owned uh, Evolution. I borrowed it off a friend of mine, and um, I, I kind of wish I'd bought it off him like dirt cheap because. Well, we've, uh, I found a listing on eBay for the manual, just the manual of Evolution 2. Um, and uh, someone was asking 90 quid for it. 90 quid for a book that tells you how to play a game that you haven't spent 90 quid on. Madness. Utter madness. Um, other expensive games are Res. Res is also really expensive on Dreamcast. Um, the PS2 version, not quite as bad, but it is also, that that is quite quite costly. Um, when I owned Res on PS2 and, and for some idiotic reason I got rid of it. Um, but I remember I bought that pre-owned from Game and I, even then I spent 25 quid on it. So... Uh, let's see, did anyone else have a bit of a natter? Music starting, loop, bed. Ah! Good. Forgot to loop the bed, didn't I? Whoopsie daisy. Let's, um... Ha. Well. Loop. That's going to give people a bit of a, uh... Sorry, I forgot to press the loop button. And also, I was talking, so I didn't notice. So I was two minutes into that track before I noticed it was playing. Um, II says it's only expensive because no one bought Evolution back in the day, or Evolution 2. Well, either, really. Um, yeah. Um, Serga is mentioning something to do with time validation. I can, I can uh, promote that. We need to do it at the end, though. So we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. Um... Yeah, crazy expensive Dreamcast games. Let's have a look on eBay. Uh, oh, uh, Retrix on Twitter also said the first game he played was Choo Choo Rocket. Just, does Choo Choo Rocket really qualify as it? Well, I suppose it qualifies as a game, doesn't it? But, um... Dreamcast games. Click. And filter. Sort by highest price. Right, let's have a look. 45 games. Old stock. These aren't games, these are consoles. Dreamcast, Border Down and Mousepad, Japanese game. That's 478 quid if you're interested. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, that's also Japanese. Give me something English. Ah, oh, here we go. Um, Factory Sealed Shenmue. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet someone's just, just done this themselves. Um, 379 quid for Shenmue, if you're curious. Uh, Rare Boxed Mint Condition Evolution 2. We were just talking about that. £313. 286 quid for Shenmue 2. That kind of makes sense because that never came out in America and that, that sort of got a bit. Um, 250 quid for Project Justice. <gasps> 250 quid for Res. Yep. Has anyone ever bought these? 219 pounds for Evil Twin. <gasps> that game got cancelled on Dreamcast, if I remember rightly. And um, I think some, the reason why that's so expensive is one retailer actually managed to get copies of it before the publisher sort of pulled the release so they sent the games out to the pre to the people who pre-ordered them um i remember having it pre uh, i had it pre-ordered through someone else for like gameplay or something like that um and it uh, it got cancelled and i went to try and buy it on ps2 and then saw it was god awful so didn't bother 
Um, it's probably going to be dirt cheap on PS2 now. Maybe I should pick a copy up and actually play through it. Um, I should probably check that I haven't already done that as well, actually. Because I remember it came out along the same... As, there was a game called Haven. Uh, it came out along the same time as that. Uh, da, 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 Samba de Amigo with a mat and maracas. 200 quid. Gunbird 292 pounds. Yay. Well, then, then you go that, you check the lowest price, and someone's spelling, uh, sending a copy of uh, Tomb Raider Last Revelation for 99 pence. Mm. Hidden and Dangerous, I own that, it's rubbish. Conflict Zone, equally rubbish, but I don't own that one. I remember I played a demo of that, and I was like, dear lord, why? Why does anyone want this? They're also, why are people selling Dream Keys? They don't even work anymore. The Dream Keys are like the online things. So, yeah, I wanted to go through a thing of, like, owning as many cheap-ass Dreamcast games as I could find, but then I kind of exhausted um, cheap-ass games when it came to cheap-ass decent games, and then I started struggling after that. But, um, yeah. So if anyone has ever, ever has any um, recommendations, you know, I'm, I'm all... All too willing. Evil Twin on PS2. There we go. That's a little bit cheaper. Fiver. <laughs> yep. It is genuinely terrible, though. I, I would buy that just for just for pure lols. Um, well, that's the Dreamcast conversation done, I think. So, before we start playing some more music, let's see what other Sega news we can talk about. Obviously, I know it's Tokyo Game Show. Uh, we'll get round to it. I want to see... Well, Sega Europe have, have started doing um, Mega Drive Mondays, which is an interesting thing. Um, they're a bunch of streams that they're doing on Mondays, shockingly. Um, along, uh, I think they're promoting the Mega Drive Mini. Again, you know, clues in the name there, I suppose. Um, and they uh, not only tweeted, they did the first one sort of last Monday, but they also tweeted that this coming Monday, they've got um, Capcom on. Someone from Capcom. So that could be quite interesting. If you want to watch Sega Europe stream some Capcom games from the Mega Drive Mini, then you could tune into that on Monday at 6pm uh, UK time, I believe. Check your time zones on the interwebs for locals, I guess. Uh... Blue Stinger is a Dreamcast game I kind of wish I owned. And again, I probably need to check to see that I don't already own it. I also want to own Zombie Revenge, even though it's meant to be awful. Um, I, I found a copy of Neon Genesis Evangelion Typing. Compliment Plan Limited Edition. Oh, it's an interesting name. Uh, right, let's see. Is there anything else that we can talk about? Well, yeah. So during the Apple event where they revealed their um, latest overpriced phone that Android phones beat about six years ago, uh, they announced as part of Apple Arcade that, um, that they're doing a new Choo Choo Rocket called Choo Choo Rocket Universe. It's Choo Choo Rocket but in 3D and it looks awesome and I kind of hope it's not just exclusive to Apple devices because I don't really want to pay a $4.99 a month subscription for games that I probably won't play just so I can play Choo Choo Rocket. JMA Bait has linked a picture of some Dreamcast games. <gasps> Let's see what's on here. 
Ooh, Echo. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've, Echo's a game I've not played. I kind of want to own that as well. Um. Da, 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 da. Is there actually anything else? PlayStation UK have started doing a big in Japan promotion. They've, uh, any Japanese games, they're selling those on the cheaps. So, you know, Persona 5, Yakuza Kiwami, and Kiwami 2, Valkyrie Revolution, um, Yakuza Zero's on there as well. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's not an awful lot. Oh, Yakuza Zero is also 50% uh, off on Steam. And they announced Yakuza Like a Dragon coming out in the West in 2020. We kind of knew this, but now it's not. Uh, yeah, I think we've kind of run out of Sega news already. They've not really announced an awful lot, have they? No, they've just been going through streams and stuff. Ah, oh, well, there we go then. So the news was they announced the Choo Choo Rocket game. Um, and let's see, right, what games does this fella own? Quake 3 Arena, yes, good. Star Lancer, never played it. House of the Dead 2, yeah, played that on the Wii. I uh, don't own it on Dreamcast. Again, I don't think. Uh, Metropolis Street Racer is awesome. I love it. Uh, Choo Choo Rocket, yep, I think everyone owns copy Choo Choo Rocket. Even if you don't own a Dreamcast, you still own Choo Choo Rocket. Uh, Sega Rally 2, yep. Dead or Alive 2, yep. Soul Calibur, good. Resident Evil Code Veronica, also good. Um, Echo, yes. Nomad Soul, yeah, that's it. Nomad Soul's another game I got for my, um, uh, at, at launch, uh, well, at launch, uh, Christmas, when I got my Dreamcast. Uh, Nomad Soul is another one of the games I've got. I love that so much. I've actually bought it on Steam. Um, I can't remember how much I bought, I paid for it on Steam, but I have it on Steam, and now that I've got my Steam controller up and working and my Steam machine's all fully updated, maybe I'll start playing it. Um, because lack of a SCART cable means my Dreamcast is kind of dead at the minute, I can't really plug it into anything. I did have a SCART cable, I just don't know where it's gone. Um, Evolution, ah, good boy, or girl, whichever, non-discriminate. Well, two copies of Nomad Soul, what are you playing at? Um, Skies of Arcadia, yep, Brandia 2, Silver, Silver I've always wanted to play, never knew if that was any good or not, uh, Fancy Star Online, naturally, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, Alone in the Dark New Nightmare is utterly, utterly terrible, but I love it all the same, and then Shemmy 1 and 2, lovely, that's a nice collection there, I like that, thank you for sharing, um, ah, <sighs> II says with regards to Apple Arcade, the first month trial is free. Yeah, even so, I still I still don't want to do it. Still don't want to do it. Right, should we play some music? Let's play some music. So this this first track you've already heard quite a bit of. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I forgot to loop the track, didn't I? Like an idiot. Um, and Nicholas Haman has made a music request. I have seen it. I've seen it on the Twitters, um, but we'll obviously see how we get on with these remixes first, because I do kind of want to play these first. If we do get a chance, I'm going to throw some, re I'll throw some requests in afterwards. So, we'll see how we go. Um, we're probably going to be talking Dreamcast all night, unless someone else comes, with any comes up with anything else to, to have, a, have a natter about. So, um... I don't know if anyone else wants to talk about Dreamcast collections or most beloved games that aren't Sonic Adventures 1 and 2. Like, 
Um, I'm a little bit impartial. I'm a little bit partial to Out Trigger actually. I quite enjoyed that. It's it's a bit rubbish with a key without a keyboard and mouse. In fact, um, I bought a keyboard and mouse for Fantasy Star Online despite having never wanting to play it online. I used to type messages to myself. It was I know it was quite sad, but but Mum bought me it. The, and and the, the 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 Dreamcast keyboard or the Dream keyboard as they call it. Uh, the Dreamcast keyboard it had very nice clacky um, sounds when you were typing. Now I don't know about you. But I, I quite find the, the 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 clacking sound of a keyboard quite um quite satisfying. You know, you know, you've got a decent quality keyboard if it makes a clacking noise. If it's kind of soft and it makes no noise at all, it's it's kind of disappointing. Um, I think this is probably from my gaze from my gaze. What? Sorry. Um, from my days growing up in primary school where we had like BBC Micros and you know the um a, you know, the Acorn Archimedes and and things like that. So you know they had nice clacky keyboards. So a, a really nice clacky keyboard is 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 nice. Um, the keyboard that came with my Alienware Alpha, or I refer to it as a steam machine, though it's technically not a steam machine because you know it it, um, it has Windows on it and not Linux. Um, it, uh, it the the Alienware keyboard had a nice clacky one. Mina has since bought a wireless keyboard, which is yes, it's, it's still clacky but not fantastic. But yeah, the Dreamcast keyboard, very nice clackies. Um, so I used to type on it all the time, despite the fact I play Fancy Star Online single player. You get these, you know, go rescue my son from the dragon, and I just write no, go away, and then go and do it anyway because you know I was like, however old I was when I was playing Fancy Star Online, and I was very lonely. Like now, for instance, I am talking to a bunch of people on the internet, but anyone who doesn't know that and is walking past my house, if they can hear me, think that I'm just talking to myself and think that I've slowly gone mental and I'll be expecting the police around my house anytime soon. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to play some music now. So let's let's talk Dreamcast for this evening. Favourite games, least favourite games, 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 games. Did you even use it to browse the internet? All of this and more when we return.
I pressed the wrong mute button there. I pressed the mute button on my laptop and turned the music back on. And I was like, oh crap, don't do that. I have pressed loop. Don't panic. Um, <laughs> there's going to be quite a bit of Ivan Hachtok. Hackstock. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, on uh, on the show this evening. Uh, there was two tracks just then. There was Mad Jam, which is a remix from uh, Sonic 4 Episode 1. Um, and then Frozen Fingers before that from Rice Star. Uh, prior to those two was Snapple Man, Prince of Darkness, and Finbeard, and uh, Can't Go Any Faster from Sonic Adventure 2. Um, coming up next, more Sonic. Uh, <laughs> Sonic 3D Blast, Sega Worldwide Soccer 97, and Sonic and Knuckles all on their way. Um, and also, if we can try and push through, and I, I'm going to struggle to get through them all, I reckon. Um, Sonic Drift 2, Sonic the Hedgehog, Streets of Rage, which I do want to play because that track's called Bridge Porn, and I love it. Uh, Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, Sonic 3, Shinobi 3, Cyber Troopers Virtual On, um, Sonic 8-Bit, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Quite a few Sonic remixes. It's really funny. Maybe um, Dwelling of Jewels need to do a uh, month where they say Sega, but not Sonic. <sighs> um, so, yes, during the last music break, we asked about favourite games or least favourite games or games you'd wished you played and haven't. Um, and the only person who really responded on Discord was I.I., who said that he loved Outrigger shooting game but not very big arenas yeah yeah that's cool um that's one of the reasons why i liked it to be honest um and that's it so there we go um soldier of fortune is a uh, first person shooter that came out on the dreamcast as well as i think it came out on pc it may have had a ps2 version as well i can't remember um that game's pretty bad on uh on Dreamcast because obviously Dreamcast only had the one analog stick. Um, is I mean it's a it's a fairly decent game in itself. You know the shooting's pretty decent and the uh, body deformation, um, sort of like physics engine for it was was just superb. You know you could like literally shoot people's hands and um, arms off at like you know the uh, elbows or the shoulders or kneecaps or, or whatever. There was no limit to what you could do. Um, but you best hope you didn't die because the um, the game took a good like two or three minutes to load a level. Um, I managed to finish the damn thing, but good lord, it was a it was a struggle. Um, and also trying to play it. You know, the analog stick moved you um, up, down, uh, you know, forwards, backwards, and also straight left and right. If you wanted to look up and look down as well as actually turn, you used the face buttons. So it was, and and basically the action button was the right trigger, which was shooting guns. But that's also the same button that you used to um, open doors and pick ammo up. And, and pick weapons up and, and things like that. It was horribly, horribly complicated. So, so complicated. Um, but you know, if you could, if you could sort of work around it, it was a fairly, fairly decent game behind it. It was just the port was awful, really bad. It's, it's one of those where it's like the the Dreamcast wasn't. You know, it was a fairly decent console and it could do a lot of things really well. But obviously at the time the Dreamcast had come out, 
PlayStation and, and Sony had already sort of revolutionized the idea of two analog sticks. So quite why Sega decided to not do it is beyond me. Um, because, you know, I mean, the Sega Saturn wasn't a 3D console. It wasn't 3D capable at all. And the amount of um, limitation, you know, the amount of hurdles that developers managed to overcome in order to get 3D games on that console in the first place was nothing short of remarkable. Um, I think if I remember rightly, I was reading, I was watching a um, Digital Foundry retrospective on Tomb Raider, um, and they were saying that for Tomb Raider, the game was built in, uh, on, on PC and on PlayStation, it was built in triangles, but uh, because the Saturn was so arse backwards, they had to do it in squares. <laughs> so they had to basically recode the entire thing and, and make it in squares because everything had to basically be flat. Uh, Green Viper says, I actually just ordered the physical version on Switch because I keep starting it then never finishing it on PC. Um, what, Soldier of Fortune? No, I'm, I'm, what am I thinking of now that's just come out on Switch? No, I don't know. I've been talking about so many games, I've actually now just had a complete mind blank as to what we were talking about. <laughs> I don't... Um, in reference to previous message. Oh, Undertale. Right, yes. Previous message on here. We're talking about... Uh, we're also talking about the Alienware Alpha and whatever its equivalent is in 2019. And I'll be honest with you, if you want a pretty decent gaming PC and you're not too fussed on specs... Um, the Alienware Alpha still does a fairly decent job. It's running the most version, but a recent version of Windows 10, and it's not lagging or anything. In fact, it's probably running quicker than my laptop is. Um, <laughs> Viper says I'm doing the super secret thing. I see. Right. I'm hoping the super secret thing is is becomes apparent by the end of the uh, by the end of the show. But uh, there's no guarantees. Um, yeah, I, I want to try and formulate some more thoughts on Dreamcast games that I've played. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to remember most of them. I own quite a few. I, I believe I've got about 30 at the minute. I might may have more. I may have more. It's 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 one of the... Um, I got rid of, After I got rid of my Saturn, which is a conversation we've had plenty of times before on this show, um, once I got the Dreamcast, I vowed I would never get rid of it. So I haven't. I haven't got rid of it, nor have I got rid of any of the games on it, and there's still a fair few more that I want to own. I mean, I'd, I'd love to own a copy of Res, but that's not going to happen. Uh, not at the prices that that commands, unless I find one at a car boot sale and someone clearly doesn't understand how much it's worth. Which would be funny, because I think most Dreamcast owners these days know what value their games are worth. Um, I'd love to own Spider-Man, actually. Spider-Man's a game I've not, uh, I've not played on it. And I'll be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it, one of the main reasons I want to get my Dreamcast hooked back up again, um, I'd love to play Tony Hawk's again. Tony Hawk's Skateboarding and Pro Skater 2. The games themselves are pretty jank. They, they probably haven't aged that well. Um, but the soundtracks, oh my word. I mean, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 had a pretty rubbish soundtrack, but Pro Skater 4 is probably up there with 1 and 2 with the pinnacle, uh, you know, as the pinnacle of a um, skateboarding soundtrack. It was just just superb really really good um oh 
Yes. Just, just, just reminiscing, you know, Goldfinger and, and, and that sort of thing. Ah, uh, right. Here's some more music. There's another Ivan Hackstock track in this in this batch. As I say, I, I, he's fast becoming one of my favourite remixes. Actually, I'm quite enjoying the um, the stuff he puts out. One for me to keep an eye on, methinks. Um, but in the meantime, here's some music.
that was lovely, wasn't it? That was Demon Stray and Guy Manctuary Zone. Before that, Ivan Hackstock and El Verano de Football. And then before that, Carl Brugeman and the Grove is Always Greener. Uh, let's see, Viper sending me messages. Ooh, he's been very proper. Um, yes, so I, I kind of, um, as I say, we how many, I've got three more tracks queued up, and then after that we've got one, two, three, four, five, six more. Two more music breaks in half an hour? Oh, either that or we overrun. I'll leave that to you guys to decide. Um, if you obviously want more, then... We'll keep going until we play them all. <laughs> um, Ravseek says this tune, and then screwed uh, with a crying eyes emoji. Screw that emoji. It's supposed to be tears of happiness, not laughter. Um, is that Sonic 3D or, or Sega? Uh, Sega Worldwide Soccer. I actually no idea. Um, II says Res on Dreamcast is good, but PS4 pad analog is so much more accurate, so it makes it more playable. Um... Yeah, I mean, I've never played it on on the Dreamcast, so I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it works on PS2 and, and 360, which is the two consoles I've played it on. Um, yeah, I can I can see. Oh, Worldwide Soccer. There we go. Yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good remix actually. You don't get too many people remixing football games because, mainly speaking, they don't tend to have good soundtracks. Um, Juice and Noise, Early Magic. Indeed, it is. Yes, I, I think that's where I got it from, actually. I think it is from the Sonoi. Uh, oh, no, that was a free month. There was a, a Sonoi. June Sonoi. Um, yeah. Lovely. Lovely song. <sighs> where were we? Res. Yes. Yeah, the Dreamcast analog stick's not the greatest. Not the greatest. I, I kind of feel again a bit like uh, it's it's one of those where it wasn't developed for the purpose it's meant to serve because it doesn't feel like it's an analog stick. It just feel it is it, an analog stick in theory, but it's it just feels like an eight-way uh, directional. You know, pretty much like a uh, the N64 um, stick on the middle Trident. Oh, the middle problem of its trident pad. It never... I mean, I, I, that, that same thing, that never... I mean, that didn't even feel like an analogue stick, to be fair. But, um, but yeah, it's never... That never felt right. Funnily enough, um, I never owned an N64. This, 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 when, I, when I think back on my sort of gaming history, uh, obviously I own a NES and a SNES now through the mini consoles, but I, I never, the first Nintendo console I ever owned was a GameCube, and I pretty much bought one of every console they brought out since then. But yeah, I I've, I've didn't own an, a Nintendo console pre-GameCube. Um, I never owned a PS1. First PlayStation console was a PS2. I've owned every iteration of the Xbox, which is weird. Um, and with Sega consoles, I've had a Master System, a Saturn, and a Dreamcast, but never a Mega Drive, which is, as I say, the Mega Drive is certainly going to be something I'll be rectifying in a few short weeks, 
when the Mega Drive Mini comes out in these on these shorts. October the 14th, for those who have forgotten that it got delayed in, um, in Europe by a couple of weeks. So... Yeah, very, very bizarre. That well, I, f- I find it very bizarre anyway. That that you know, I never really had. I suppose that goes back to I. I says overrun, please. Well, I'm not doing anything. I suppose I could. Um, if you want to have a laugh, go and have a look at the BBFC British Board of Film Classification. Have a look at the backlash they're getting on Twitter today, because um, they have decided that they're going to be changing the way their uh, film classification logos look um, for the first time in, like, forever. They actually look like they've rolled back to the 1970s. But um, for those of you who have never seen it, or if you're American you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, BBFC is basically our version of the MPAA. So whereas you've got films that are rated M and R and things, ours are rated much more... A little bit easier because we've got more scope. So we've got uh, U for Universal. There's also a kids one which is UC, but you don't tend to see many people use that. Um, it's certainly not used in cinemas. That's more used on if like preschool programs come out on DVD and things like that. UC meaning Universal, especially for children. Um, yeah, Green Vipers just looked at them and said, "Holy shit, they look horrible." Yeah, they they're awful. Um, So you've got Universal, you've got PG, which is Parental Guidance, essentially meaning that uh, the film is deemed suitable for anyone over the age of eight. Under that, then you need uh, parental supervision. Um, You've then got 12A, which gets rated down into a 12 when it comes out on home release. A 12A essentially is... um, the same as a PG, but it raises it up to a 12. So anyone over the uh, over the 12 o- over the age of 12 uh, can go and watch a 12A by themselves. Underneath, you need parental, and then you've got 15 and 18, which are as you'd expect. You have to be either 15 or 18 years old to watch them. Now, I don't really know the point of a 15 these days because not many companies tend to use them. Um, a lot of films these days try to go for the 12A rating because in going at the 12A rating, um, you get the largest possible audience. And even um, films like Deadpool, which got rated R in America, came out as a 15 over here. <sighs> yeah, um, the B- BBFC don't actually use their Twitter a lot, which is really interesting. Um. So, BBFC, actually, um, just looking at their Twitter, they had to respond to a tweet where a cinema chain had decided to do a parent and baby screening of IT Chapter 2. Um... Someone said, I actually think this is illegal, as my understanding of it has to be 12A or lower for baby-friendly cinema, can the BBFC advise? BBFC said, statutory powers over film remain with local councils, which can overrule the BBFC's decisions and apply their own licensing conditions. This is how some cinemas are able to run parent and baby screenings for 15 or 18 rated films. So basically, BBFC turn around and say that it, which is definitely an 18, um, 
in fact, if I check my copy of chapter one, I'm sure it's an 18. Bear with. I've actually got up. Um, still stretching my legs anyway. That's incredible. So that's going to be rated 18. Uh, no, that's inside out. Again, I find that really amusing if that was. Do, 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 do. No, that's the. Where is it? Oh no, it, it's a 15. I thought that was rated 18 for some reason, but nope. It's a 15. But yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Green Viper says regarding the BBFC um, film classifications, they look a lot like Asian class- classifications, which is not good. Uh, if anything, it's actually going to make it difficult to find. Um, official mm. yeah it chapter 2 was classified 15 as well I love I love I love how you get how we get away with things um yeah, I think if anything, it's going to be harder to try and find bootlegs because bootlegs tended to use their own rating systems. But, geez, this is this is just awful. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm not too fast, really, but. You know, because it's, it's nice to see that 12s and 15s now look different, but the font just looks awful. I, I don't don't really get it. I've been a, I've been a, a, I quite like the font that they used on the old logos, to be honest. I don't know why they didn't just use that same font and just change the colours. I I says my daughter has been to see so many 12A films. Yeah, as I say, 12. I look at the films I own, and the vast majority of them are 12s. Um. A lot of horrors these days tend to come in at 15, but you get so few 18-rated films now, I'm actually surprised that still exists as a rating, because I think it takes an awful lot to get an 18. You have to be basically spewing blood everywhere and screaming swear words every other word um, to even consider an 18, and even then, as I say, using Deadpool again as an example, even then you can get a 15. I mean, bloody hell, um, Kickass uses one of the strongest swear words you can think of, but because they only say it once, that was enough to get that at 15. But you just, it's just remarkable, really. I, I'm, I'm amazed these days at uh, what ratings are, and also how snowflakey we've got, because you, um, Home Alone's a good example, and it's probably because of the fact that maybe when the film was licensed, no one noticed, but, um, Home Alone's rated PG in this country, despite the fact that one of the um, Marv screams fuck. <laughs> and it, it got completely past the censors. They didn't hear him say it. So, um, so yeah, so that, that came out with a PG. I'm sure, and, and I think it took quite a while for people to know, not, uh, not realise. So... Right... Let's play some more music. Coming up in this next music batch, we are playing music from Sonic Drift 2, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Streets of Rage. And seeing as you guys have requested it, 
this is going to be a nice bumper episode. Um, I'm going to go through all the requests and we'll see. Because there's no one on after me, is there? There's no one on until like Sunday afternoon. And until Mina comes home, I'm not going anywhere because I tend to try and stay up and make sure she finds the door right and all right and the stairs. And I hope to God she's not been mixing drinks. <sighs> oh, woe is me. I'll just leave her laying on the floor. It'll be all right. Right then, music. And the uh, Streets of Rage track is indeed called Bridge Pond. It's lovely. The, the song, not actual Bridge Pond. I don't think I've ever looked it up. If you did look it up, would it be people... Would it be people playing the game bridge? Or would it be actual bridges? Hmm. Answers on a postcard, because I ain't looking now.
lovely i like that that was uh bridge pawn by louisa or lolza as i used to pronounce it once because i didn't see that the uh capital i was a capital i and thought it was an l and rexy had to correct me on it um so it's bridge pawn from streets of rage uh before that under the starlight by uh from pumpkin king um, that was from an it says team 90s on the track because that was from an 80s versus 90s um remix month and being honest, um, um, being honest, I don't know what makes that very 90s, being a nice piano. I mean, it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, but I don't know what makes it 90s. 
in the slightest. And then before that, we had T-Bone and Rainy Savannah, a remix from the Sonic Drift 2 song of the same name, only just for shits and giggles. Uh, it also had a nice little riff from Africa by Toto in it. And it was beautiful. Loved it. Loved it a lot. So much fun. Um... I've got the next three songs queued up. I'm not going to be talking for too much longer. However, in response to the questions that we've been posing on the interwebs, um, favourite game, worst game, game you wish you played but haven't, we had a had a response from Doan2300. Uh, favourite game, Evolution 1 and 2, Skies of Arcadia or Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Least favourite, Langrissa Millennium. I don't think I've heard of that one. And then game I'd love to try, Radiant Silvergun. Radiant Silvergun's a very good game. It, it also came out on the Saturn. Um, Ikaruga was the one that came out on Dreamcast, but I'm fairly sure Radiant Silvergun was the one that came out on Saturn. But uh, it's, uh, that's another one that I have played. It's on, uh, they ended up porting it on Xbox 360 after they brought Ikaruga out. And yeah, good game. Good soundtrack as well, as most treasure games have as I'm sure you'd agree. Um, I finally have a album artwork. Hooray! It's the super secret thing that Green Viper's been working on, beavering away like a madman just for me. And it's done now. Um, so I'm so happy. I am going to upload it for the world to see. Um... However, I also can't remember where I saved it. Um, <laughs> mm, where did I put it? Where did it go? I think it went in Dropbox. As for where in Dropbox it went, not the foggiest. Not there. Ah, did it go in pictures? Here we go. I think I found it. Hang on. He might also... It, it's it's lovely. I'm, I'm really happy with it. I think it looks cool. Oh, no. Oh, no. <gasps> it didn't go... Oh, there it is. No, it did go there. I just didn't see it. It looked very similar to a living sedative artwork, so I completely skimmed past it. <sighs> Lol. Um... So this is the brand new Season 4 artwork for Saturday Night Sega that I'm about to tweet on the Twitters. Um, and it's going to be used on Radio Sega from next week. So, you know, keep your eyes out because Saturday Night Sega now has gone very purple. And in a nice little callback um, to the original... Uh, Saturday Night Sega art, which is the last time we had a character mascot on, it has a Sonic! Which is pretty cool. I mean, that's uh, I, I quite like that. I was intending on it not having a Sonic, but, um, but yeah, I think it looks pretty cool with one. And, you know, he's pointing up at the title logo, he's, lo he's pointing up at the logo, and he looks very pleased with himself. And I'm very happy for him. So, yes, brand new Saturday Night Sega logo. It's all its all very purple, isn't it? It's lovely. But as I say, it's time for a change. Um, the um, Radio Sega website's been using an out-of-date one for a while. And as I said, if I ever wanted to try and monetize the damn show, 
it was nice. It'd be nice to have a logo that um, that I can throw somewhere without Sega turning around and going, uh, are you allowed to do that? To which I'd go, yeah, of course I am. What's the problem? <laughs> Technically, Sega of Europe don't own the logo either, so, you know, I can I could do whatever I want. It's, it's Sega of Japan I worry about. They're the ones who've, who've licensed it. Maybe. But, uh, yes, it's been, yeah. So Saturday Night Sega has, is, from next week, is going to be moving on from its nice little Streets of Rage background that it had, and we're going back to uh, going back to Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. Right, I want to try. Uh, uh, we are overrunning. We've we've decided this, but I want to try and get it through as quick as possible. Next three songs are Billy Hatcher, Sonic Three, and then Shinobi, and then we've only got three more to play after that. But I might finish on a Final Fantasy one. Uh, to, to close the show so um, unfortunately for Mr. Nicholas Haman your request is not going to get in this week but I have spotted it I'll note it it'll be in next week's show so we're going to play three songs and then what we'll do is when we come back I'll do my goodbyes and then we'll have a four song music break to finish and then we shouldn't be overrunning by too much I think that that should pretty much do us quite nicely I guess um, so yeah, so in this music break, as I say, just to reiterate, we're going to be playing Billy Hatcher, then Sonic 3 and Shinobi 3, and then the last uh, four tracks that we'll play are Virtual On, um, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, 8-Bit, Sonic 2, um, and then we're going to finish on Final Fantasy X, because it's a, it's a remix of one of my favourite songs from that, um, from that game but also it's mashed up with something else and it just made me laugh and I've, I've got, to, got to get people to play it. Yeah, I've got, you, you've got to hear it. It's, it's, it's something. It really is something. So, yeah, back in a few minutes and then we'll, I'll go through sort of what the plans for the next few weeks are because I think in, in my head, I think I've pretty much got it set for the next few. So, um, yeah. Almost at the end, peeps. We're probably going to overrun by, what, 15, 20 minutes? But hey, this is Saturday Night Sega, and I do what I want.
was not expecting a little bit of Sonic at the end of that remix. Um, Wrath of the Whirlwind there from Rydeen. Before that, Dr. Robotnik's Mechanical Dreams from Commander Doyle. And um, Beautiful Hatchling uh, from Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg by Norg and Ginger Braid. Um, the Ivan Hackstock Final Fantasy mix that I wanted to put on is only 59 seconds long. So because it came out on the Dreamcat, uh, on the Saturn, I'm using that as a sufficient excuse for me to um, throw on uh, a Doom remix beforehand um, from a nice, lovely band called Nazi Synthesizers, <laughs> which is <laughs> lovely. Yeah, there's there's no no possible way. Um, that uh, that you could you could mis misinterpret that or misread that is there really? Um, oh, I've got that song stuck in my head now. I don't want that stuck in my head. We'll get. Uh, um, Viper has also rather lovingly changed the uh, Twitter profile picture for me as well from the SNS that I've been using on Discord and on Twitter um, to a picture of Sonic pointing and I'm guessing the reason he's done that is so that Sonic will point at the Saturday Night Sega logo in the Twitter header um, so I'm going to change it I'm going to change it to that and actually th there you are bless him he's such a he's such a cute little egg in little Sonic apply so that that probably be the first time I've changed yeah, it is actually. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, look at him. Little Sonic. With his little happy face. Oh, right. Um, have I pressed loop? I have not. Loop! Okay, so, um, next, uh, now that I think about it, one of the next tracks coming on, um, being virtual on, uh, Sega of Japan did announce that they're bringing out a virtual, a virtual on, um, collection on PS4, which is, interestingly, it's the first, it's the first, second, and fourth games. Not quite sure why virtual on Mars is not on it, but it's, uh, virtual on, um, erased, um, Oratorio Tangram and, um, Force is all, uh, all coming out in one collection and I kind of hope Sega bring it out over here but who knows maybe they won't um it's a question we'll have to ask at some point I guess it's just like hey guys you know Virtual On's really cool and I really 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 want to hear Crystal Doom again um for the first time in like forever so you know could you like just you know not not remaster the soundtrack or anything and just give me crystal doom in my ears please right let's go through calendar and see what is gav doing on these days so next week's the 21st they're uh, not doing anything there um so that'll be a live show i'm kind of hoping um that we've got something to talk about on that week actually i mean i'd, I'd like to think by then uh, we'll have something to talk about. I mean, we'll see what Sega come up with during the week. No doubt they'll announce something or other because we'll be closer than ever to the Mega Drive reveal. Uh, or the Mega Drive, the Mega Drive reveal. What? The Mega Drive Mini reveal. 
uh, release date. 28th of September, again, should, in fact, actually, we should be looking at live shows all the way along. Um, I'm not decided yet whether the 12th of October or the 19th of October is when we do our Mega Drive mini show. We either do it two days before the console comes out in Europe or we do it five days afterwards. Um, so, we'll, jury's out on that one. But, uh, obviously, as I said, that's going to be the nice, special um, show dedicated to the 42 games that are on the mini. Rolling ever, ever closer to um, episode 300, which, uh, well, you know, that's that's happening soon. That is going to happen this year. Why do I think Mar- um, Rav says Mars is a shitty console port for Force? Why do I think Force was the fourth game and Mars was the third one? Or is it that Mars was a straight-to-console jobby and Force was the arcade version but better? Hmm. Right. Seeing as this is going to be the time where I leave, I did promise that we were going to have an announcement. So, Serga is one of our tech support guys. He has been um, trying to validate time validation. Um, I think he's trying to work out whether he's trying to he's trying to set a code up so that on Radio Sega, when you check, as I understand it, now I, I could be wrong here. But he's trying to develop a piece of code that when you uh, are looking at the show times on Radio Sega's website, it should be taking into account your time zone and telling you the times that that the shows are on for your time zones. Um, So basically, um, I'll post it in Discord. I'll also put it on Twitter as well. But there's a little website um, that we need to click on. Well, basically, all you need to do is you need to open the website and refresh it. The cookies need to be set in order for it to function correctly. Um, Take the data out and send it into tech support and say if the last value is your current time zone. Um, We need as much data as possible from as many different time zones as we can get. So, as I say, I'll put it in Discord, I'll put it in Twitter uh, as well so that people can help. It would be really, really helpful. Um, so you know, because because you know, make our website better. Because then, when you when you check the website, it will tell you when shows are on based on where you are, which would be lovely, wouldn't it? <sighs> so, I'll catch you next week for another live show. Should anything happen between now and then, I will tweet it and let you know. I am going to attempt to use Twitter a bit more active now that it looks beautiful. I've always been kind of a little bit. Um, this a bit uh, trying to avoid using it because you know it wasn't branded properly, but now it's got the whole um, season four artwork and we're all good to go. Then fantastico! I'm gonna try and use it some more. Uh, yes, Sergo is saying so. If you are when he's saying post it in tech support, he's asking to post it in the tech support ch- text channel on Discord. So, uh, yeah. So, obviously, you need to be on Discord for it. So, maybe I'll just post it on Discord. I don't know. I'll put it on Twitter. We'll figure it out. Right. 
So, time for me to go. Time for me to finish playing some music. So, the games that we are playing to finish are... I'm going to have to just open it again. Give me a secondo. Um, so, we've got Cyber, Cyber Troopers Virtual On uh, from Scared Sim. Uh, then after that, we've got um, Syzygy. Have I pronounced that right? No idea. Uh, from uh, His remix is from Sonic Hedgehog 8-Bit. Then Prince of Darkness, of course, Sonic Hedgehog 2. Uh, and then Nazi Synthesizers and uh, Ivan Hackstock to finish. My name's been Gavi. This has been Saturday Night Sega. I'm actually surprised that I've managed to do this show for two hours without having anything of sat there and going, what do we talk about now? And kind of lamenting the loss of my co-host. Hopefully she'll be back next week, but who knows? Maybe she'll go out again. Maybe I'll be out next week and it'll be pre-recorded. Maybe the world will end. Who knows? Who actually knows for sure? In any case, this has been Saturday Night Sega. As always, you've all been awesome, and I'll catch you all next week. Ta-ta!
you primitive screwheads. Listen up. See this? This is my boomstick.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.